Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. It is great to have you with us. And as usual, we have a lot to talk about. Let's begin with a man the corporate media fears most. You may not hear about him, but others may have heard a lot about him. But very few people know much about him. Marxist dim multi-billionaire George Soros. He's always been the creature behind the curtain in the American left-wing political arena. The man media titans themselves fear, afraid even to mention his name. But that seems to be changing. Not that Soros is in any way less powerful. He is, in fact, more powerful. Nor has he changed his dark politics and evildoer policies. Thanks to the extraordinary reporting of author Matt Palumbo, we have a fascinating glimpse now of the Machiavellian Soros in Palumbo's new book. We learn more about the unprecedented pervasive influence of Soros in American politics. The book is entitled appropriately, The Man Behind the Curtain, Inside the Secret Network of George Soros. You can pre-order the book on LouDobbs.com. That's LouDobbs.com. Just go to the upper right-hand corner of the homepage and click on Great America Book List. LouDobbs.com, Great America Book List. Matt is our guest here next week, so please join us. And George Soros is, for many, the symbol of left-wing, even Marxist ideology that is driving much of the Democratic Party these days and politics. Soros has put billions of his money into soft-on-crime prosecutors, facilitating more immigration, criminal justice reform, as they style it, and arguably, he is the architect of the Biden presidency. We'll take up George Soros and his power with author Matt Palumbo here next week. Please be with us. I think you'll find it fascinating. And speaking of the Biden presidency, some legal experts and scholars are now suggesting Biden's taking of top-secret documents as a senator, vice president, and president, and lying about how many of them he had scattered about and his condemnation of President Trump for his possession of documents that were actually his, were secured by the Secret Service, and a skiff, and which he had the authority to declassify, all combining to make it likely there will be no further persecution of President Trump at least on the issues of these classified documents. There's really no such thing as a special counsel either. When a special counsel has to be uh, assigned to potentially all living vice presidents and presidents. In fact, the National Archives just sent notices to representatives of Presidents Barack Obama, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Vice President Dick Cheney, Al Gore, and Dan Quayle. No need, of course, for obvious reasons to send notices to either President Biden or former Vice President Mike Pence. There may be a political purpose for the archivist to have sent out those notices, it seems to me, 
Perhaps it's simply an effort to create the appearance that how can President Biden be prosecuted because they all did it. We'll see if it works. We'll see if there is, in fact, a crowd of offenders who emerge, who served as president and vice president. What do you think? The archives are getting more attention than at any time before since the hiding, I mean the sealing, of all the JFK assassination records, many of which are still in the archives, hidden from their prying public's eyes for almost six decades. It's become customary for our government to scoff at the very notion of the public's right to know. Better, they say, to bury the secrets. I've believed for some time that the Justice Department and the CIA have become, well, over the ages, burial grounds for truth. And don't forget laptops. Let's see. There was the Clinton Uma Abedin laptop, or was it the Wiener laptop, or was it both? And then there was the Seth Rich laptop. The FBI is still trying to explain that one. And, of course, the laptop with a name of its own, the laptop from hell which belongs, of course, to Hunter Biden, but for some reason, he doesn't appear to want it back. When it comes to the Bidens, the Justice Department likes its secrets. A Colorado attorney, Kevin Evans, sued the DOJ more than a year ago to comply with his Freedom of Information request. He's seeking documents relating to communications, gifts, kickbacks, or payments of any kind from Biden associates in China, Russia, and Ukraine. That's a lot of associates. The Department of Justice admitted there were in particular 400 potentially responsive documents related to Evans' FOIA request. But DOJ needed to review them further. That was last May. Two months later, the DOJ sent Evans a letter saying the DOJ would not admit or deny there were additional documents and asserted a FOIA exemption for guess what? for invasion of privacy. No one wants to invade Joe and Hunter and Frank and James' privacy, do they? So DOJ gives Kevin Evans some documents, none directly pertinent to his request, admits they have more, 400 pages or thereabouts, but they don't want to invade the privacy of Hunter and James Biden. Now that is being considerate. Our guest is attorney Kevin Evans, and great to have you with us, Kevin, here on The Great America Show. Your motivation to seek answers to file your FOIA goes back to 2020, when you didn't buy what the former vice president was selling in that last presidential debate. So the, motiv uh, the motivation was, um, I think it was actually in late October when the, when the debate occurred between Trump and Biden, where Biden disclaimed knowledge of his son's activities disclaimed involvement in his son's activities, disclaimed any participation. Uh, and to me, as I was in my hotel room after a long day's deposition, that struck me as a uh, um, Clintonian finger wag moment. Um, and it didn't set well with me. Um, and it's that simple. That's what prompted me to, uh, to file the FOIA, serve the FOIA on the Department of Justice. And in doing so, what, what, was the immediate reaction of DOJ in response to you? So DOJ initially did nothing, said nothing, responded in no way until I um, reached out to them uh, in February uh, of um, 2021. This would have been about two months after uh, 
um, or a month and a half after the FOIA was served, and they got right back to me, uh, the Inf Department of Off uh, DOJ's Office of Information Policy, um, and said that it would take about 10 months for them to respond to uh, my FOIA request, uh, simple as it was. And um, there was some back and forth, and, and then eventually in March of 2021, uh, I got 87 pages from the Department of Justice, all public documents. They were all letters between senators, congressmen, and the DOJ, and um, a report, a public report from the Senate, one of the Senate committees. Uh, and that led to another series of communications between myself and the Department of Justice back and forth uh, over the next several months. Uh, leading up to uh, the end of September of 2021, where somebody higher up in the Office of Information Policy got involved, said they had located a handful of documents, his words, not mine, that appeared to be responsive and that would require six to eight weeks of consultations with other offices, direct quote, uh, before they could determine their response to uh, whether they were going to produce those documents. So, mind you, they recognized and admitted that there were documents. Uh, they just needed to talk about them internally uh, as to what they were going to do in terms of response to the FOIA. Several more weeks went by, certainly more than six to eight weeks. And when I didn't hear back from them, I I sent them a, a um, an email on January 28 of this year, excuse me, last year, and said that uh, I would be filing suit if they didn't give me a specific time when they were going to produce. Um, they said they could not give me a time on February 1. And so I filed suit on March 1. Well, with with all of that, you know there are documents. Uh, have Has anyone from DOJ talked to you personally, i.e. by phone, uh, communicated to you uh, through, uh, through any other uh, medium other than uh, email? Well, the, the lawyer who's handling the case for DOJ, the uh, assistant, um, who I get along with quite well, um, decent guy, good guy. Um, he uh, communicated to me, I want to say it was in April of last year, and said that there were uh, roughly 400 pages of documents that were, quote, potentially responsive to my request, additional documents. And um, he repeated that comment on during a status conference in federal court on May 26. So there were 400 pages of potentially responsive documents and they would get back to to me with the, their position on what they were going to do with those documents by the end of June. Um, it was actually on July 15 when they asked for a couple of extra weeks. I gave it to them uh, where they got back to me with a Glomar response. And, um, which basically, in a nutshell, is a response by the government when they want to say, we neither admit nor deny the existence of documents. Mind you, after they've already admitted that, that potentially responsive documents exist. Well, that's a, that's not an eight, that's not an unusual uh, pattern of behavior for the Department of Justice, uh, particularly in the area of FOIA. Uh, but what is unusual is for them to acknowledge that they do have the documents, and in a greater number than they initially acknowledged, uh, went from a handful to 400 pages uh, of uh, records, uh, and now they want to somehow hide behind uh, the Glomar response, which is neither uh, you know affirm or deny that they have those documents. That's that's preposterous. On a, what is a 
what is the next move here? Is, is there a judge who will arbitrate on this? Maybe three, four weeks ago, I sent the uh, AUSA a, a two discovery requests, one request for admissions and one set of interrogatories. I didn't serve them. I said I was not serving them. I was just giving them to them, and I wanted to talk about the position that the department would take with respect to those discovery requests. And his response eventually when he got back to me was, we will object. Uh, we don't think discovery is appropriate in this case. Um, we will fight discovery. We think we should just go right to summary judgment. And <laughs> my response was, well, wait a second. You guys admitted that these documents exist. My discovery requests go to the heart of what you've done with these documents. So for instance, certain of the interrogatories asked, have you shared these documents with anyone outside the department? If you have, my position will be that your exemptions, and they've asserted two exemptions under FOIA, uh, your exemptions don't apply, they've been waived. Uh, and then I wanna know the factual basis for your assertion of these two exemptions. Uh, and I think I'm entitled to know that. And they disagree, so um, that will be the focus of Monday's hearing before the magistrate. You know, Kevin, I'm I, I'm appreciative of the the legal system and some of its uh, uh, some of its capacity to set things right that are wrong. I, I I'm not a fan of the bureaucracy nor the judiciary when we get to this point, uh, because there is nothing urgent about it in the minds of either the uh, and I'm being kind in, in the minds obviously of the Department of Justice. Uh, the documents they hold and which they only hold, presumably, a judge that is not ready to to move this case, the idea that you would have to wait 10 months for a response, a material response to the Department of Justice, it, it's outrageous. Uh, and the federal, uh, the federal judiciary is a mess of the highest order, uh, whether it's civil or criminal uh, litigation. Uh, how in the world can anyone expect this government to work when it can just basically tell a citizen that's what FOIA is for, so that an average citizen can inquire of their government? And there, here they are uh, telling you, uh, a, a practicing uh, a, a defense attorney, that you just have to wait and you have to pretend that these absurdities and uh, conflicting statements are somehow uh, acceptable and and we'll just move on from here. Uh, are you surprised that the DOJ is covering up for the Biden family because that's what this looks like it is? Well, as someone with a fair amount of experience in FOIA, um, no, it doesn't surprise me. Um, I wish senators like Grassley and others who have spent so much time looking at the False Claims Act and key TAM statutes would pay as much attention to FOIA and how it's been abused uh, over the years by the government agencies, because it really is, I think, I think not to mix metaphors, but it really has become a toothless vehicle. Um, you know, the government can basically thumb their nose at you. The agencies can thumb their nose at you. You're lucky to get, you know, scraps from them and they hide behind these exemptions, which really have swallowed the, the statute. At what point, Kevin, do you think the American people will awaken to the reality that their government, whether it's FOIA, is telling them to go to hell? Uh, whether it is uh, their use of subpoena, search, and seizure, or telling them to go to hell, that they will not be held accountable on any basis for their conduct or their behavior, no matter how, uh, in at least uh, prime face, is uh, criminal, uh, absolutely criminal. 
We're sitting there with a U.S. Uh, attorney in Delaware who's been looking at tax records and various other documents, four years of investigation, including grand jury, uh, and he has not moved to find out what is the deal with the standing of the president's son and all of his activities, including tax evasion, and the list goes on. It is an obvious cover-up by the federal government, bureaucracy, the deep state for the Biden family, and you are the latest example of it, of what? We're talking about uh, two years, two years in a fight to have an honest answer to an honest question. Well, isn't it curious that they chose Delaware, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, to investigate this? Um, you know, if I were Barr at the time, he would have been my last choice. Um, not that I know him, not, not that I'm suggesting there's anything, um, you know, nefarious about that selection, but um, the optics are horrible. And, you know, a, another reason you asked me before why I did this, um, there, there, there had started to be at the time, not many media outlets, as you, you remember, were reporting on this. Um, but eventually there started being some um, discussion or talk about SARS violations and tax violations, basically slaps on the wrist, right? Um, and so, um, you know, without any attempt to uncover or get to uh, the meat of the matter, um, that's what the American people would have been led to believe or would be lead to, led to believe that, you know, you were just talking about minor violations here. Yeah, it's, it is clear that there is this cover-up. Bill Barr, a, a Trump-appointed attorney general, in point of fact, was part of the cover-up, we now know. And he acknowledges it. Uh, he doesn't acknowledge it directly, but certainly by, uh, by circumstance and inference from his statements, as well as his actions, he didn't, after claiming that he had investigated the elections of 2020, we now know there were no uh, no investigations whatsoever. And by the way, that includes the, the one area where a, a U.S. attorney in Pennsylvania uh, was denied his request to prosecute uh, uh, irregularities, I'll put it that way, and fraud uh, in the 2020 election. Uh, it, it, the cover-up of the DOJ is extensive, uh, and House Republicans investigating can't uh, can't get uh, banking records, the SRO, the suspicious uh, banking uh, records uh, on the Biden family. There is an iron curtain around what appears to be a criminal family at the top of our government. Well, you know, the one thing that's interesting that struck me is interesting that from the documents that they did produce initially, the letters back and forth between, um, in particular, Johnson and, and Grassley to Barr uh, were the um, uh, sorry, we're not going to we're not going to give you anything. We're not going to respond. We're not going to tell you whether these documents exist. Uh, we're just not going to we're not going to say anything. Uh, you can write as many letters as you want, but uh, you're not going to get uh, a response back. I mean, if they can do that to longtime, uh, well-respected senators, um, you know, what does that say for the rest of us? Well, precisely. And what it does say for us is that we are now the targets of our Department of Justice and FBI. Uh, we are no longer mere citizens. We are by, because we are active uh, and are politically active and we are inquiring of our public officials that we are an enemy and they have weaponized the Department of Justice beyond question.
uh, and and it it goes on and on. What is your next next step in in this? Just simply wait uh, to be patient through the process. I don't know what options you have. Yeah, it's just I mean it's in the legal system now, so it just plays out, right? It's uh, am I going to get discovery? If I don't get discovery, the government's simply going to do what they've done in the past, which is um, file a motion for summary judgment. They'll attach an affidavit from somebody. Um, in the past, I've had um, interesting affidavits from interesting officials at um, high-ranking officials and government agencies in connection with some other FOIAs, uh, particularly one where they tried to uh, take advantage of a client of mine, the SEC did. But um, And so that's what we'll get. We'll get a motion for summary judgment. We'll get a conclusory affidavit just filled with... Um, you know, conclusory assertions, no facts, and they will uh, suggest that that suffices. And my experience with the courts have been, they bend over backwards to, um, if the government asserts an exemption, to find an exemption. So at the end of the day, do I expect to get anything? No, but um, what I have gotten so far is I think quite telling. Um, yeah, we know there are 400 potentially responsive documents that we're now gonna neither admit nor deny exist. What a circus. It is. It is a circus and absurdity on its face. And by the way, when we were talking about these Biden documents, it's not simply the the, the Hunter Biden uh, tax issues, the, his uh, income that he presumably did not pay uh, sufficient or any tax on, uh, his dealings with uh, foreign governments. Uh, the University of Delaware uh, saying that he still has absolutely no plans to release President Biden's Senate papers that are sealed at the University of Delaware. And, and that is absolutely outrageous that a public servant, I, I mean, all the pro, you know, the nonsense over President Trump's uh, tax records. Well, they finally got the tax records and people are going ho-hum. But no one is complaining about the fact that this man, uh, three-fourths of his, more than that, 90% of his career in public service is hidden from the American people through a contrivance at the University of Delaware, which is a public university, by the way, uh, and should be open public records, period. What what do you, and, and no one is saying a word. And last of all, of course, the corporate globalist media that is, you know, up to their eyeballs in the uh, in the Marxist dim uh, uh, interest, uh, the Marxist dims who run the Democrat Party and who are the masters of this puppet president. Well, look, those who know me, I, I, full disclosure here, those who know me know I'm no fan of Donald Trump um, at all. I didn't do this for for re for those reasons. Yeah. Um, I don't like. Let, let, let me interject. Let me interject. I haven't mentioned the word Donald Trump. No, no, I mean, I'm just. I, 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 no, but I to be clear. I am saying this as an outraged citizen of this country who believes fundamentally in our constitution, our, our, our values. This is a country in which justice is supposed to both be speedy and fair. It is neither. Yeah, where I was going with that was, even though I'm no fan of Trump's, I think what they did with respect to the tax returns was outrageous. Um, and if, if, um, if you're gonna do that, then you better be prepared to turn over the kind of records that you just suggested exist at the you know University of Delaware. The hypocrisy is you know monumental. The hypocrisy, the arrogance, uh, and by the way, 
I, I think the absolute corrupt behavior is monumental. And we have, we have a legal profession. Uh, and I, I, and I, again, I want to compliment you uh, again for trying to seek truth, which is what we're all, uh, what we're both doing here. Uh, the public has a right to know. That's the tradition of my craft. I believe in the public's right to know is absolutely paramount uh, for a, a democracy, for this constitutional republic to work. And the public has been told to go to hell by their government, whether it is the, uh, the Department of Justice, the FBI, the CIA, the DIA, the intelligence community. Uh, and it goes on throughout the federal bureaucracy, the deep state, the permanent bureaucracy. And let me ask you, as an attorney, we're looking at a federal judiciary that is not responding to acts of corruption and outrageous abuse of power and allowing this machine, uh, this machine of justice uh, to, to work. It is clogged up. It is uh, oxidizing. It is absolutely broken right now, in my opinion. Am I being too harsh? Well, I mean, there's a, I have a lot of good friends who are judges, so I can be careful. Um, you know, the judiciary as a whole, I think, um, does its best. Um, I do, I, I will, I will tell you where I think the blame lies. I think the blame lies, um, and, and again, I'm no, I'm no Trumpian, but the blame lies, the, the media has been totally corrupted, totally derelict. There is no such thing as journalism these days for the most part, um, because if, if journalists were doing their jabs, uh, and a lot of this information were brought to light, and it, and it could be, and it and it should be. Um, then I think we would we would be in a different environment. But I I fear that without a, a return to fair-minded, honest, um, inquisitive, and you know intellectually honest journalists, uh, we're, we're in we're in trouble. Well, let's let's talk about why we're in trouble. Uh, the First of all, I, I think there's way too much activism uh, and way too much partisanship that is now insinuated into the legal system, uh, if I may respond to that part of what you're saying. When we're talking about lawfare, when we're talking about the abuse of the Justice Department, the FBI, we're also talking about uh, the, the big firms that right now will not take a case that the name Donald Trump were attached to it in any way. Their, uh, their attorneys are not permitted to represent the disruptive figure that is uh, Donald Trump, uh, either as president or his post-presidency, uh, or certainly to defend him uh, personally against the, the, the assaults that have been mounted in our, our legal system. Uh, we have a, a judicial system that is rampant with partisan uh, uh, corruption, in my, in my judgment. Uh, is there too much activism, would you say, in the legal system? Is there any way to pull that back once that has now been it's established? Is there any way to stop it, to control it, to rid it? Um, good question. If there is, it's going to take a long time. Um, and... The problem with that is, you know, when when you have changes in administrations with different, drastically different judicial philosophies, then you're you're stuck in the stalemate. I fear we're stuck in the stalemate. I fear we're, you know, that it'll the balance will swing a little bit here and there, but um, what you see now is probably what you what you're going to get. 
I was afraid that we, that would be your answer, Kevin. I it, I don't see a, a solution on the horizon in any way, uh, short of uh, an, an absolute purge of the federal government. Uh, and to think that we're in this state is is to me, I don't think too many, I don't think certainly enough people understand that this is an existential crisis in governance, that this government doesn't have a way to respond. This legal system doesn't have a way to respond to known corruption, to known uh, actors who have violated law, we know the history of the political persecution of Donald Trump for six years, and there is not a single person who's been held responsible by any, by any law enforcement agency, any intelligence agency, any arm of the federal government. It just hasn't happened, and I don't see a way that it will. Uh, we're watching political corruption subvert and subsume our way of life, through our government. Well, you know, I, that's why I said what I said before about journalists. I think I, deep down in my soul, I think that's really the only, the only way this is going to get turned around is if we, we, we you know, Thomas Paine's of the world, Benjamin Franklin's of the world, you know, um, rise up and, and start um, acting like real journalists and, and, and real investigative uh, reporters. Um, until that happens, I, I just don't see any fix. And and to do that, they would somehow have to overthrow their masters, uh, the the corporate masters who own and control ninety five percent of all media in this country. Well, I thought CNN uh, was was showing some signs of perhaps um, uh, soul searching uh, revelations and and decisions, but uh, uh, they're, they're not going to go nearly far enough. And uh, you know, no, no one, for instance, Lou, would put somebody like you or me on the air to. Uh, to investigate and uh, dig and uh, and uh, decipher and and ask the hard questions. I mean, they put you on the air, but they would never they would never put somebody like me, uh, who has a background in doing this kind of thing, um, because it just doesn't fit their political narrative. Well, and by the way, they were were kind enough to put me on the air, uh, and, and twice it, uh, there we reached a point. First at CNN, where they didn't like my criticism. I was perfectly fine as long as I was criticizing. President Bush, who, by the way, blackballed me at the White House because of my criticism. Uh, and then at Fox, <laughs> because, I, again, on a different level, I had uh, different views about uh, the, the body politic and the direction the country was headed and for what reasons. So, you know, but, you know, I give both the news organizations credit for putting up with me as long as they did. So, so in combination, some 40 years. So I, I think that's a that's a good run. Now I can say to you uh, straightforwardly that here on The Great America Show, we are independent. Uh, we make our own decisions. And anytime you want to be on the air to talk about seeking truth uh, and uh, criticizing this government or, or perhaps even applauding this government should it find a, 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 its better nature and its, uh, and its stars. Uh, we always give our guests the last word here, Kevin, on The Great America Show. And if I, if I could, I would like to extend the opportunity to you for your concluding thoughts here. Well, I appreciate it. And I guess my concluding thought is, uh, as much as I'd like to think that um, uh, we will uh, be successful and uncover um, the type of information and documents that I'm seeking, 
Um, no one should hold their breath. Um, I suspect that at the end of the day, while we should get these documents, we won't. Um, and, uh, you know, it will, it'll just be status quo business as usual. Well, sadder, those are sad words and, uh, they're, they sound like the truth to me. Uh, Kevin, we appreciate you uh, being with us. Uh, thanks so much. Sadly, again, I meant what I said about truth going to our nation's capital to die at DOJ, the CIA, other agencies as well. The Marxist stems in the deep state operate as the usual morticians. And there's always a role, of course, for the rhinos and neocon Republicans who want to pay their respects to truth's passing. Solemnly, they mutter a few words over truth's grave, and then they move on. What a sorry mess we have permitted. And one of the people trying to make a difference, working to keep truth alive in the news, is journalist John Solomon. He's the founder of JustTheNews.com, editor-in-chief. He's our guest here tomorrow, so please join us. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.